You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. I heard about that thing on the AM radio. Yeah. Welcome back to the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming, and the uh, final team we're going to look at on this week's episode is the Swift Current Broncos, and that means I get uh, general manager and head coach. Dean Brockman uh, back on the Pipeline Show. Dean, it's been a long time since we had you on. I don't remember if I had you on while you were with Saskatoon or if it goes all the way back to your Humboldt days in the SJHL. But uh, welcome back to the Pipeline Show now. Awesome. Thanks, Guy, for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem whatsoever. Uh, Let's get right to it, and uh, we'll look at this year's team by looking uh, back at last year's club and listing the players who aren't back from last year's team. And last year was a, a season of transition, and it seems like it's uh, continued on here. Who's not back from last year's roster? Well, you know, obviously the three overages aren't, and, uh, you know, that's for obvious reasons. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, really uh, it's just kind of one of those things. Uh, you know, I guess uh, when you do that, then you add other guys, right? So, you know, that's the obvious thing there. And, uh, you know, on our back end, uh, you know, we're getting everybody back, um, you know, that's eligible to come back. And, you know, I guess up front uh, we – deleted Tyler Lees at the draft table because we felt that, uh, you know, it was just something that we could fill from within with a younger guy possibly. So, mm-hmm. and when you have, uh, when you're drafting, there's some guys that are just going to have to go. So really up front, uh, you know, he's our only loss. So, you know, we do have a lot of guys eligible to return. All right. Well, I guess and when you're trying to build for the future, having a returning players, that's a bonus. Uh, when we go to the overage situation, for the club, I know that's been in transition here a little bit lately as well. But uh, you have uh, what do you have? Two, three players coming to camp? Yeah, we we have two. Uh, we have three actually. Sorry, uh, you know we picked up Jake Kustra on waivers uh, earlier in the year, and we return Ethan O'Rourke. Uh, you know, and uh, you know he's a guy that was with us from the beginning last year, and we also have Zach Cox coming to camp, and uh, he was a Leftbridge player last year, and uh, when. Uh, Ian Briscoe decided not to come. Uh, we had put a claim in on Scott Mahovlich, and he decided to stay in Nanaimo and play. And uh, we totally understand that. And we just thought uh, it was a great opportunity to get another player here and uh, another older guy with Western Hockey League experience. So, you know, we'll see what Coxie can bring to the table. But uh, we're pretty happy with those three. And I know uh, there's a change with the import situation as well for the Broncos. You you do return uh, the the one Finnish player, uh, but not uh, the other. And you uh, picked up a a new Finnish player in the uh, import draft in Casper uh, Pudio coming off a pretty good Holinka Gretzky Cup. Uh, where are you now with your imports? Yeah, you know we we brought back uh, Yona Kivi Niemi, and uh, you know he had a great finish to the season last year, and then just having that first pick. Uh, overall, you know, it's, uh, it was tough to bring back, uh, Rupi, uh, you know, unfortunately because he was a pretty good trooper for us and played well at times. But when you have that first overall pick, you want to take advantage of it. And, uh, you know, with Putio having, uh, the pedigree that he has, uh, you know, we're going to bring with those two young lads. We'll go forward with it. And, uh, we just thought we needed, uh, uh, you know, a higher end guy for sure. Now, how much did you know of Putio before you, uh, drafted him? Or was it a case of you want the top defenseman that you could get your hands on, or, or was there something specific about him? Well, I think uh, when you're in the market as we are in Swift Current, you have to a you know make sure that it's a fit, and uh, you know we you know explored a lot of different options, uh, but at the end of the day, you know his familiarity with with Yona, who he's who he skated with and and played a bit with, and 
you know, for us, uh, it was a little bit of a process, but at the end of the day, uh, when you can get a player that's excited to come to our program, you know, in the situation that we at, we are at with our rebuild and so on and so forth, uh, you know, it was a, it was a great fit. And, uh, you know, we like the fact that his willingness to come and, and be a part of the program and try and help us. And, uh, you know, he obviously elevates our skill on the back end. So we're pretty excited about those two guys. Now you, you have a bit of a, a pipeline to Finland now. Uh, any chance that you mentioned it was a bit of a process to, to get Casper to come over, but was part of that, I don't know, do you call Alexi Hepaniemi and ask him to do you a favor? Well, yeah, I mean, he's familiar with, uh, with Hepo and, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't here when, when Hepo was here, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, Hepo did a great job and then filling them in on, on, you know, the city and the, the organization and, uh, you know, you know, what to expect. But, uh, you know, Casper's a well-educated person. Uh, you know, he understands the community. Uh, when he drove him back from the airport, uh, you know, he knew it was a farming, a small town. Uh, yeah, he know, he knows exactly what he's getting into and, you know, we're excited to have him. All right, uh, Dean, let's look at the uh, goaltending uh, battle that you have uh, setting up for in camp. And I know last year after coming off a WHL championship, it was a, a rebuilding season for a swift current. What What's it look like right now in goal for the Broncos? Well, you know, going forward, uh, you know, we've got uh, our returning Isaac Bolter, who, you know, will be 18 and, you know, played pretty well for us. And, uh, you know, we're comfortable with him as well as we've got a youngster at 2002 and Jordan Fairley, uh, you know, that we're, we're going to probably start the year with or, or go forward with, uh, you know, we feel comfortable with those guys and we want to give them every opportunity to succeed here and, and be a part of the, the rebuild. Yeah, I know he drafted a, a goaltender in the uh, third round this past spring, but uh, obviously can't help you this coming season. So but behind uh, Poulter and Fairley, is there anyone else? Well, you know, at the moment, uh, that's where camp is going to determine. Okay. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of young guys that, uh, you know, are on our list. And, uh, you know, with drafting Reed Dick, uh, you know, he's an important part of our future for sure. And, uh, you know, I think uh, – you know, a couple of guys that, uh, like I said, that we listed throughout the year that, uh, you know, we know that uh, we're very high on and we just want to see what the, what they do at, uh, you know, at our level and at our camp. And uh, I guess without naming them, uh, we don't want to give preference to anybody, but uh, sure. both guys should come in and, and compete, uh, you know, quite, you know, quite nicely and do the job. All right, that's fair. Dean Brockman from the Swift Current Broncos, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, your blue line in Swift Current this year, you mentioned you get to return a lot of players from last season, and that's a luxury not every team gets to gets to have. But uh, that that continuity from one season to the next and the natural progression of players that should be a pretty big positive for your club. No, absolutely. I think that's uh, you know that's the biggest difference from a year ago. Uh, you know, we feel comfortable with our guys. Uh, you know, guys who will be, you know, competing for spots. Uh, you know, we certainly, you know, have the luxury of having some depth there. And, uh, you know, getting Alex Moore last year, you know, helps out the blue line. And, you know, Connor Horning had a tremendous year, uh, you know, for a young guy and played a ton of minutes. Uh, you know, adding Jake Kustra to give us more experience on the back end. And, you know, I think uh, there is some depth there. We know, you know, there's a long ways to go before we're, we're going to be totally, completely happy with everything. But, you know, the nice part about it is to have the depth and, uh, you know, guys having, you know, to compete for spots. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're maybe a little thin on the guys coming in as far as prospects go. 
uh, just because of, uh, you know, guys that, you know, weren't here. And, uh, you know, I think in saying that, uh, you know, we've tried to replenish a little bit, uh, the young Auburn, uh, 03 and Chase Lacombe in 02 that we signed, uh, you know, gives us a little bit of younger depth, but, uh, again, uh, you know, we hope to get a few of our old forest signed that uh, they can come in and increase that depth. So, yeah, you know, it's it's great to have that in the organization. And we mentioned Casper Pudio as well. And maybe you don't want to set expectations too high for a guy like that coming in as a rookie, but he is highly touted and, and should be one of your go-to guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, again, you're right. I mean, uh, we don't want to put a, a ton of pressure. Uh, you know, he's draft eligible this year. He's an O2 that's you know, a lot on NHL radar and so on and so forth. And we do expect big things, uh, but you know what? We're going to let Casper be Casper and let him get adjusted. And uh, the more he gets uh, acclimatized, uh, the more we'll play him. All right. And when you look at the, the forward group, uh, who, who becomes your sort of leadership up front and your top six uh, guys uh, that you're going to be leaning on this season uh, to bring that offense? Yeah, you know it's uh, you know it's kind of one of those things. We do return some of our old ones that uh, you know gained valuable valuable experience last year, and you know Kevin Niemi comes to mind. Uh, you know to be a leader there. You know Benny King. You know Ethan Renier played a lot last year and learned a lot. Uh, you know in that role. Uh, you know look at Carter Chorney who we got in a trade and Matt Culling. You know those are going to be the guys that you know come in and and try and set the at the tone for offensive, uh, you know, production. And, you know, those guys are still, you know, new to the league. I guess they were all rookies last year. And, you know, Carter's got a little bit more experience. But, you know, when you look at it, uh, you know, we're pretty young up there. And, uh, you know, hopefully those guys can have big years for us. When does your camp actually open? Are, are guys uh, in town already? Yeah, you know, we've got some guys in town. Our, our camp opens on Sunday. We've got a hockey school going on this week. So, you know, we got nine or ten of the young lads working at it. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're opening camp with registration on Sunday and, uh, we get it up, we get at it, uh, on the ice, uh, you know, the following day on the Monday. Uh, one of the things that always jumps out at me is, uh, in the first few days of camp is the guys who have changed physically so much uh, since the last time you saw them in April. Uh, anybody, uh, immediately jump out like that at you or you're like, wow, that guy looks like he's four inches taller and he's put on 15 pounds. <laughs> Well, I'm the only one that put on 15 pounds, I think, over the summer. <laughs> but uh, to be honest with you, you know, guys have, uh, you know, looks from what I see, have taken the steps to make themselves stronger. And, you know, it's it's one thing that, uh, you know, obviously you emphasize, uh, you know, guys got to do their homework. And, you know, when you have a long off season like they did, it's, it's important to get the, you know, the work in, uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, as everybody realizes, everybody else is doing the same thing. They're getting bigger and stronger. So, you know, I, I you know, I would like to believe that all our guys got uh, did their homework over the summer, and and you know, you know, a real small glance, I think everybody did. Sure, Dean Brockman from the Swift Current Broncos is my guest. Uh, I know everybody that's invited to camp is invited for a reason because they have a chance of of uh, impressing and and, uh, and making the team in the long run, but. Are there some young guys coming or some camp invites, uh, players who are just not even the rights held by the the Broncos, but getting that invite that uh, you don't know much about yet, but you're really intrigued by just uh, to, to get a look at them and just maybe like a secret weapon kind of guys? Yeah, well, we, we, we could use a lot of secret weapons, <laughs> to be honest with you, as everybody would. But, uh, you know, some of the guys, uh, you know, a young guy in 0-1-2 that we listed last year, Aiden Bullich, uh, 
you know, as a guy that's coming to camp that played junior A in, in New York last year. And, uh, you know, we hope he can come in and uh, want to be a part of the program and, and contribute. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, was drafted later in this league, but uh, we feel he's progressed and we're hoping to sign him and get him in the lineup on a regular basis. And, you know, we uh, picked up Brandon Machado off of, uh, you know, he got dropped by Winnipeg and he's a free agent. So, we hope those two guys can come in and solidify a little bit on the left side and down the middle. And uh, young guys coming in, you know, Sammy Schofield's a smaller guy, but, you know, we hope he's uh, got stronger and he's an O2. And you look at Dawson Springer is another guy that uh, we picked up from Everett. Uh, so those are some of the guys that we expect to come in and, and push some of the guys that are here and, and uh, yeah, just make it a lot of fun at camp and, and watch the battles go and uh, watch them grow as well as we go throughout training camp and, uh, you know, throughout the exhibition. And I know every team has uh, a list of players uh, on their protected list uh, that are uh, headed the, the college route, the NCAA guys. Uh, and I know I'm not expecting Jacob Bernard Docker is suddenly uh, leaving North Dakota and coming your way, but... Do you keep the lines of communication open with, with players like that just in case something changes uh, from their end? Yeah, you know, I mean, you're always, uh, you know, trying to find ways to improve your team, whether it's through the, the college, you know, uh, you know, route. And, you know, we, we respect that. I mean, certain guys are going to do what they're going to need to do. And, you know, we always want to keep in communication in case, you know, things like that change for them. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a part of everyone's, uh, you know, dream to kind of land one of those guys. Uh, uh, we want this year or to start the year anyway. And, uh, you know, hopefully down the road, uh, you know, some of those guys will come our way. When you look back at last year and, and reflect on what the biggest challenges were for you uh, joining the franchise after a really successful run for the team and in midst of so much transition, uh, and what those challenges were, and then you look compared to what lays ahead for you this year. How do you go from last year towards uh, heading into this season, and, and uh, will the challenges be similar, or or will there be some new ones? Well, uh, you know, we had a lot of challenges uh, ahead of us. Uh, you know, not only on the ice, but you know, just off the ice and and trying to acquire picks and and trying to reset and and do all those things. And you know, we're we're a long ways away. You know, we we still we're we need a few more phases to go right for us and, and, you know, really get, get things kind of straightened, uh, you know, on the right, you know, climbing, I guess, or, or trying to get to that, that next level, you know, for us, uh, we hope our guys that have played in the league, you know, got some experience and got older and got stronger. You know, we, we're still going to have a lot of challenges, uh, you know, we feel, and uh, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, you know, we still realize that it's early in the, in the rebuild or reset or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, because we have a lot of guys that, uh, you know, we didn't draft or were a part of the organization or that we traded for, uh, you know, to fill some holes. And, you know, we got rid of a lot of guys last year too to, you know, try and get some picks back. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're excited. You know, we got a, you know, we feel we had a, have a good young, you know, old four group that we drafted and, want to get some of these guys signed and, you know, get them AP and get them playing some games so that, you know, when their time is up and, and ready to go, uh, those guys are going to be the guys that we're going to lean, lean on and, and, and build the culture with. So, you know, I think for us, uh, we have to have a little bit more patience. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, we, we've got a lot of obstacles, but, uh, you know, we're just going to try and tackle them one at a time and, you know, hopefully take the next phase uh, pretty seriously and hopefully we're a lot more competitive. 
the the rebuild in the dub takes so much longer because the the, the banner draft uh, you're drafting 15 year olds and they can't help you the uh, the season right after the draft so I mean you, you you're able to move some guys and get picks but it takes another year after that before those guys are even able to to step in and, and contribute a lot uh, much for you would you prefer to see uh, the banner draft to go up a year like it is in the OHL and the Q? Well, you know, and obviously it would be nice, but I mean, there's a lot of obstacles to overcome that too. And, uh, you know, I think for us, uh, you know, you just focus on what, what is in front of you, right? You know, and I think, uh, like I said, you know, it'd be nice to have it, uh, you know, a little bit older, but in the same breath, I totally get it, uh, you know, why it's the age it is. And NHL is getting younger and uh, they want their guys, uh, you know, sooner. So, you know, we have to have our get our fingers on them too, as young as we can. So, yeah, there's pros and cons for both sides of it. And uh, like I said, we just uh, deal with it the way we can and go from here. How does the switching of divisions uh, work out for Swift Current this year? Does it, in the long run, does it change anything? I mean, geographically, uh, you'll still have Medicine Hat and Lethbridge fairly close, like uh, like Moose Jaw and Regina were for you last year. But uh, now you're going to be traveling up here a lot more. Well, you know what, the nice thing about changing the divisions, uh, you know, we did get the concession of the schedule to play Regina and, and Mushta six times. So, okay. um, you know, that's nice to keep those rivalries. Uh, it's not a great time to be coming in the Central when you got those powerhouses like Edmonton and Calgary and, you know, Lethbridge is going to be fine. And, you know, Medicine Hat's revival with, with Willie and, uh, you know, you got Red Deer, who's always good. So, yeah, you know, it's it's maybe not the greatest of timing. Uh, you know, all great teams and franchises, and you know, kind of guys that are always in it. And yeah, you know what? It's it's going to be a challenge. But you know what? The challenge is great. You know, it's a it's a great indicator for your young guys to see where they're at, and and you know, we know where guys are at with their cycle. So. Yeah, it's it's like I said, not the greatest time, but really, is there a great time to join? And not really. Uh, they've always been good in that side, and yeah, it just makes you better, it makes you work harder, and and makes the challenge that much greater. And lastly, uh, I guess I, I want to know what your expectations are for this season in terms of what you would consider to be a successful year. Uh, if I'm reading between the lines, you're not going into the year thinking you're contending for the championship or anything. So, what would be a successful year for the Broncos? Well, for us, uh, again, you know, like I, I tell our players, uh, we want to give ourselves a chance to win every night. And I know that's very evasive, but in the same breath, uh, you know, until you get going, until you see what everybody's lineups are like and how our guys have developed and, and, and carried themselves. And, and once we get to see more guys on a regular basis, uh, you know, live viewings of Casper Fido is, is none, zero, you know, and his adjustment. And there's a lot of factors that go into it. Are you going to stay healthy? Are you not? And, you know, you can have a year where there's a ton of injuries. But, you know, for us, uh, we want to go into every game thinking we have a chance to win. And that's how we're going to approach it. And we'll see how it goes from there. You know, uh, I'd love to think that we're going to win the league, but we have to be realistic about it, too, and know that we need to learn how to compete and be a Western Hockey League player, you know, on every night and not just nights when you feel like it. So it'll be an exciting uh, up and down season. Uh, There's always a roller coaster, as there is for every team. And uh, we just hopefully we're climbing and, and not falling. Well said. Uh, Coach, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, Good luck in camp, and we'll see you when the Broncos come through Edmonton. It sounds fantastic, Guy, and uh, thanks a lot, and really appreciate what you do for the league. That's Dean Brockman, the GM and head coach of the Swift Current Broncos. Very kind of him to pay the compliment at the end there. Uh, And I... 
Tough to disagree with his assessment of the Central Division this year. It is a tough, uh, tough season to join the division. It looks like it's going to be a pretty strong one for most of the clubs. And the Swift Current Broncos, I just wonder geographically how it changes things. Um, probably not a whole lot. At least it sounds like in year one, uh, they've made concessions with the league to uh, play Moose Jaw and Regina more than, uh, more than say, Edmonton would. So interesting to see if that continues moving forward or not. Now that does wrap up this week's episode and uh, the five GMs or coaches that you heard from on the show this week. Thanks to all the teams and the media people that help set those uh, interviews up. Next week on the program, there are going to be four teams uh, in the spotlight, so might squeak in another guest uh, about something else, uh, covering a different subject as well. But the uh, four teams and the guests who will join me next week. We're going to talk about the Tri-City Americans, and I'm getting head coach Kelly Buckberger on the show next week. When it comes time for the Seattle Thunderbirds, it'll be general manager Bill LaForge. We're going to continue with the U.S. Division theme, and uh, Mike Johnston, who is the head coach and GM of the Portland Winterhawks, he's going to be on the show. And uh, the only uh, non-U.S. Division team next week will be the Saskatoon Blades. Mitch Love, the head coach of those Blades, he'll be my guest next week. So full slate of guests, at least the four teams that we're going to cover out of the WHL, and as I mentioned, might be another guest that I get on uh, to talk about something else as well. And by the end of next week's show, that's uh, pretty much half the teams in the WHL that will be done. And we'll get to the second half uh, in the weeks following that. I can tell you right now, every team now is confirmed. I have interview times and dates uh, set up with uh, all coaches or GMs uh, from the remaining teams. So looking forward to sharing those previews with you. Oil King Camp, if you're in the local area, gets going on Wednesday. Real short camp this year, rookie camp. Will be a couple of days and uh, Friday, Saturday, the main camp with the, and it all wraps up on the Sunday, the annual red white game and then uh, the first preseason game, be against the Red Deer Rebels on September third. That'll be at the downtown community arena, and they're calling it a young guns uh, game. I, I believe everybody that will be playing that night will be eighteen years or younger, so it'll be a younger game. Good chance to look at some of the young players before they go back to school. And then on Friday, the Old Kings are hosting the Calgary Hitmen. That one also at the Downtown Community Arena. And uh, a Little Bird has told me we are broadcasting both of those games on TSN 1260. That may or may not be 100% uh, confirmed and official yet, but I believe that's the plan. The other three games of the Old Kings preseason schedule are uh, not going to happen, uh, at least not on radio. The Old Kings are down in around the Calgary area, and then they go up to Dawson Creek, B.C. to play the Prince George Cougars a couple of times. We're not making the trip up there, that's for sure. Uh, Last minute reminder, if you want to become a patron and get uh, early access to all the interviews that you're hearing on the Pipeline Show, you can do that. Patreon.com slash the Pipeline Show. If you want to know how to spell Patreon, if I say it too quickly, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Pipeline Show. There's a link to it on my Twitter bio. At TPS underscore Guy is where you can follow me on Twitter. Love to have you on board. A couple of bucks a month is all it takes, and you can get early access as well. Looking forward to next week's show. Between now and then, get out and watch some junior camps in your neck of the woods. You can watch the Junior Club World Cup online as well, and you and I can talk about it all next week here on the Pipeline Show. Till then, my name is Keith Flaming. See ya. <laughs>